Welcome to another episode of the All Walks of Art podcast. My name is Mike. I'm here with my buddy, Paul. How you doing, buddy? Hello. <laughs> All right. Today, today we got uh, a little bit of a, a strange episode, kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's not strange. What's it about? I, I, w- I wanted to do something mm-hmm. uh, Russian, right? I wanted to bring some Russian art into this, and I wanted to talk a little bit about Russian art, uh, Russian culture, and I don't know very much about it. And that's probably a problem because it's going to be really hard to talk for an hour and drink the beer that I brought and get a shot of this uh, this whiskey. I got to tell you, before we get too started, because I know a lot of people listen to the show and they're like, okay, where's the art? Where's the art in this? What, what are we doing here? And we talk about booze for like the first 15 minutes. But that kind of, it's a lounge, right? I mean, we got to have a drink, right? Right. Okay. So last night, I decided, hey, I'm going to come up with something really cool. I, I like Green Monster, right? I drink a Green Monster pretty much every day. <sighs> Disgusting. They say they're not good for you and everything, but, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a picture of health. I mean, look at me, right? I'm trying not to. <laughs> so I thought, well, I want to do something Russian. So how can I, how can I make a monster that's Russian, right? So I'm going to have to bring up my notes because I, I, this is just too much for me to try to comprehend and remember all at the same time. But basically, I decided I was going to come up with a mixed drink, something that would coincide with everything. So I'm calling it the green leshy. Okay. All right. A leshy in mythology, in Russian mythology, is kind of like a forest uh, monster. Kind of like a, like a troll kind of a character. You know, he can, he's a shapeshifter. Uh, they're in the woods, you know, the whole nine yards. And I thought, okay, so how can we do this with a monster? So green monster, right? Of course, when you pour, for those of you who don't know, when you pour a green monster out of the can, it's actually like an apple cider look. It's not green. Right. So I was like, well, okay, he's a shapeshifter, so it doesn't have to be green, right? <laughs> So I put You're that. Putting a lot of thought in this. I, I did. So I, I was like, okay. So we'll put a little bit of vodka in it, and uh, see how that goes. Well, not, it wasn't so good. I, I'm not a big fan of vodka anyway, but I didn't think there'd be a lot of taste. And this, I got to be honest with you, this is shit vodka that I bought today. Uh, bought they make week. that with potatoes. I have no is idea. That, I what, thought that's how. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's what's. This one, I, I don't even know. I I should know. I'm not a vodka fan. I just I'd rather not. But this is uh, Smirnoff vodka. Um, I don't know which one number. What was the number on that on the front? Number twenty-one. Yep. So I, I thought, okay, one and a quarter ounce of vodka to four ounces of Green Monster, and I'll put a splash of V eight Black Cherry Energy Drink in it. Right. So it's just, you're just jacked up. You're just crazy. So I was going to make that for you today. I thought, nah, let's not do that. I, don't I want, could go ahead and puke now. I don't, and then that way we can pretend like I did it. Well. It's funny that Russian art is the topic because you yeah. know my my new favorite band is a Russian band. Oh really? Yeah. Were we talking about that on the way up to Cleveland? Was that the same band that you were trying to tell me about? Maybe that might have been right when I discovered them. Yeah. I mean I, they're not for everybody. They're 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 you know death metal, yeah. hardcore death metal. Yeah. The singer's very interesting. We'll talk about it. Yeah. So I I I put that together and I thought well, that'd be cool. So today for everybody, we're just going to have a shot of vodka, and it don't I, it does not freeze. Vodka it, does not freeze, right? No, most alcohol doesn't. Yeah, uh, vodka is actually it's a good when you're uh, watercolors. That's good. I, I'm glad you brought this up because it made me think of something that might really help some of the artists who are listening today. If you are a watercolorist and you paint in the cold, skip the water, put vodka in your your uh, your water pan, and basically paint that way. Use use vodka to. To make sure colors. How's that age? Like, I, do, I don't know. You, I don't. I don't think it hurts difference? any. No, nah, I don't. I don't think it hurts any. You'd think there would be some perceptible difference. Though. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Well, that went nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> I am curious. Though. I'm not the scientist. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! <laughs> I'm giving it all she got. There's so, something on the wing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? What? What wing? Where? Where? Where's the wing? Okay. All right. Have we lost you? Are you I, still there? I hope they're still here. I don't have any shot glasses in here, believe it or not. Not nothing we can drink out of because the shot glass I have 
over there. We, we I can put a little bit of this vodka in this thing before yeah, I drink the beer, yeah, just drink, a little tiny you bit. You do that. All right. I, I, I trust your judgment. So what Paul's doing right now is he's he's cracking open the bottle of vodka. And we got a couple of glasses. I'm, <laughs> I brought uh, brought a couple of snifters in here for us to drink this uh, this beer. Why he's talking about or why he's pouring the 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 shot here. Uh, the beer I got is from North Coast oh, Brewing Company. It's a, it's one of my favorites, a Russian Imperial Stout, and uh, it's called Old Rasputin. And uh, I don't want to get into the details just quite yet. Well, that's a little bit much. <laughs> oh man! Now what? That's about you know. That's like a that's a rocks glass full. That's a lot. That's not a shot. Is it? Yeah, I can't I, tell. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, this is not not good. And see, I got to get through this before I drink the beer. So. Let's drink this. Uh, yeah. Let's cheers. Cheers. cheers to you. Nostrovia, whatever they say over there. So. Mm-hmm. That ain't as bad as I remember it. Oh, it's horrible. I'm st- oh, it burns. There it goes. It is horrible. <laughs> it's not bad. I think I've turned Paul into a professional drinker. <laughs> wow. That's not bad. It's, you know. It burns. <laughs> it gets us cleared up. Listen, to my voice is even better now. We can Barry White on the love we bus. We can get down there and just do some things there. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, that ain't that much. Look, no, you're acting like that's a whole lot. That's not a whole lot. It's just wide. Mm-hmm. It's just wide. It's, it's wide. That's it's what like, she said. That's what she said. It's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Anyway, man, I'm warm. Yeah, that helps. This is why they drink that when they're I, I all guess covered so. up in snow. Well, the the idea was I I went down this rabbit hole when I was doing these. I, I like to research a little bit. And I wanted I want to learn some things, and I learned all about the Bolsheviks and how the Tsar Nicholas II was was killed in the early 1900s. His whole family was murdered. Uh, Anastasia was supposedly uh, able to get away. His daughter, uh, Princess Anastasia, and I wanted to get into it, but this. Old Rasputin, that's actually where he comes from. Rasputin was like their spiritual guy. <laughs> I don't really know how to say it. But uh, I guess they had one child with a, a disease. I don't recall what that is. But um, they brought in, uh, Rasputin was a monk, I guess, or a failed monk or something. I don't I don't know. But um for those listening, if if you want to look it up, that'd be a great thing to do today. <laughs> or if you want to correct me on it or, you know, whatever. Uh, the beer's great. What I was getting at with all of this is that a Russian Imperial Stout is not a Russian beer. It's, it's a not. style. So anybody can make that. Anybody, any brewery can make a Russian Imperial Stout. Imperial denotes, denotes, is that a right word? I don't know. I'm going to have to edit. No, fuck it. I ain't going to edit anything out. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, I, I should have read all this. Like I said, I'm not prepared today, Paul. I'm well, really it's not. good there's to do. Sometimes so, it's good. So much. Uh, we are going to get to the art, I promise, because there's so much I want to bring into this that I think is going to be Yeah, fun. I got questions, and I ask you questions, and you uh, have answers sometimes. The, the uh, Russian Imperial Stout style was actually because... Uh, Somebody went to Britain and they wanted a Russian style beer or something. I, I'm losing it. You, you just got me totally jacked up on vodka. It's not that much. It's when not. When you become a lightweight man, it's, it's not. But I was not expecting that just yet. All right. Anyway, the style is Russian Imperial style. It'll come to me. And later. anybody can I make it because it's not a real beer. No, no, it's it's right. not. So well, we're gonna drink that in a minute. We are, and and you know you can tell an alcoholic when. He puts his bottle opener on his keys. <laughs> Alcohol is an artistic and social lubricant. And I don't it drink, is. but, you know, people listen to this show. They're, he uh, doesn't drink. They're, yeah. they're going to. Uh, I didn't used to drink, I guess, very little of that because I feel, feel like I'm not going to like it. That's yeah. enough. That's plenty. Yeah, I really don't think you're going to like this at all. That's a lot. Um, it looks good. It, it is. It is. Um, it looks good. It is. I'm looking for. I can't find the uh, percentage. Three hundred percent. It's. Not, oh. It's got a lot of gold medals. I I can tell you that. Um, 
gold medals inside or one gold medals? Oh, okay. There it is. Nine percent is uh, for for uh, award winning beer. Oh. It, it is a good beer. Nine uh, percent alcohol by volume. Uh, bitterness units. I couldn't tell you. I would say it's probably up there a little bit. I don't know that the thing that's nice about imperial stouts is they can be a little uh, on the sweeter side because of all the damn I'm that not, whole thing fit in there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking into my mic very well. Too bad. I'm pouring me beer, man. Okay. All right. So as as far as color goes, I would call this like a a raw umber. <laughs> it looks nice, and I just smelled it. I am not going to like this. Yeah, you're not. I just I'm, I'm anxious. In fact, I'm going to watch you drink it because I can't wait. Not as bad as I thought it was going to really? be. Really, really. Do you, do you get kind any, of flat? You get any chocolatey notes out of it? No, no, I just get bitterness. Well, there's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Once it gets all the way down. Kind of a dark chocolate raisin. It ain't no coffee or whatever that was we had the other day. Yeah, yeah. No coffee flavor at all. Uh, It's not really supposed to have that in it. Um, But I wanted to, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's full name. The artist I was looking at this week uh, is named Repin, R E P I N. He's a realist. Um, Man, of course the link is not working. Why does it do that? All right, so uh, it's, I don't even know how to pronounce the name. I'm not going to try. It's Russian. It, uh, it, it, it's just wild. Uh, born July 24th, 1844, and he died 86 years old. Died in 1930. Um, what interested me about this guy and the fact that we're drinking old Rasputin, talking about Russia, you know, the, the downfall of Tsar uh, Nicholas II, he was the last czar of, of Russia, mm-hmm. uh, which led to the, basically the, the communist government they have today, because it started out with the Bolsheviks, which is, uh, it led into socialism and then communism, which is what everybody in the United States and Western world really looks at as, as communism and, and all that. So I don't want to get into the politics of it. I really fucking hate politics altogether, but um, it interests me that he left it looks like he left Russia in the early 1900s. And I'm wondering if that's why. If he yeah. just, you know, left because of the instability and the, there was uprisings and all that, which led me to why. Some people may ask, well, Mike, why did you put that? I wish I should have made the drink now that I think about it. Why did you put black cherry in that drink? Well, it looks like blood. Right. Well, they had a, a bloody Sunday. Basically, is what happened. Just a lot of countries do. They right. that seems to be a real common topic uh, for what they want to call things. But this this brings me full circle to why I wanted to write or wanted to do this uh, this podcast. Do you think political upheaval has anything to do with um, people's creativity? You know what? What do we create? One hundred percent out of out of things like a that. lot. Of, look at the seventies uh, in America. Look at the music that came out. Look at the movement. Look at the, uh, I mean, the art too. I mean, you had stuff like Andy Warhol and some of this other stuff. And um, I mean, art is supposed to be a reflection of us, and whether it's the the artist individual or the collective us. So mm-hmm. I think um, often uh, politics, as much as you and I both you know, hate daily politics, politics affect our lives. And Mm -hmm. I think right now, I mean, we haven't really been through the things that some of these others have, you know, America in the 70s, civil rights movement, um, some of these other countries with the the fighting and the massacres, but it's clearly, (laughs) clearly um, influenced their art and, and their, their interpretation of life. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, am I wrong? What, no, what do you no, think? no, you're not wrong at all. I, I, I asked the question kind of knowing that it was going to be, we're going to be in agreement on this because in, in some respects, I think it drives art. I think we want to, as artists, we're expressionists. We want to share what we feel, you know, and um, not 
not so much like a little kid, even though some of us can act like little kids about how we want to share. We just, it's exciting, right? Um, nothing wrong with that. That's not where I'm going with it. But I think to some degree, a lot of artists, we, we kind of cope with life through our art. Our art, I know certainly for me, my art is my therapy. Yeah, without my, a doubt, mine you know, too. Uh, and it's it's not so much like a mental illness type thing. It's more of a, uh, it centers me. It grounds me. It puts me in a place where I can say, okay, you know, screw the world. I don't really care. I'm in my studio. I'm painting. I'm doing what I like to do. Uh, and I, and I'm I'm one of those people that I'm I'm so interested in a ton of different things. Uh, anything I can create, you know, is is fun for me. Um, you know, from messing with the audio for the show and uh, learning how to do some things there that way. To painting, to music, I'm jonesing for some drums. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we did on the show or not, but um, I think all this audio gear has got me really jacked up about playing music. It's all related. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, part of me gets bummed out about what all of our governments are doing. I mean, we've had in the in recent news, you've got the, the Iran um, deal, you know, with the... Uh, I don't want to go into detail whether I'm for or against any of this stuff because it, it really doesn't matter what I think. I'm not going to do anything about it. Um, and if you're listening, you're thinking, well, you can do something about it. You can go protest. I'm not a protester. You know, I just, I don't, for me, I don't do artwork based on what I feel. So it's important to to distinguish this. I mean, I know we, I know I brought this out and said, okay, here's, Here's what artists do. And and this is such a hard concept for me to get out because I don't really know how to express this, but it's like if I make art specifically to protest or to express my angst or my love for whatever political whatever's going on, I, I don't know that I'd be doing a service to my art. Right. But I will say this. Sometimes I just want to turn on the radio and crank it up loud and listen to something because that artist created something that goes along with my feelings. So I think in some respect where I'm going with this is art is created for all of us. But the artist may not understand when they're doing it that they're making it for all of us, even though they want to share it to all of us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I don't know. I, I'm there's a lot of different ways to tackle it too. I mean, there's I've written, I've written a lot of artists have written songs that um, may not be overt uh, political messages, but that doesn't mean that what's going on at the time didn't affect the choices that you made then. Then you got you got bands that may not have been a a political band, but they've made, they make political songs. I mean, Megadeth do a lot of political songs, uh, you know, Fortunate Son, but CCR, oh, yeah. they're not, yeah. I wouldn't call them a political band, but they made one of the most iconic political songs ever. But then on the other side, you got groups like Rage Against Machine and, and, um, Prophets of Rage, which, you know, Morello's big into that kind of thing, but, right. but they are, it's all centered around, uh, society and their political beliefs. I think you just got to be true to yourself. And I think if, if you set out to uh, make some political art and you're not really, you're just doing it because you, uh, you think you should, uh, it might not be as authentic as it would be if it just happened naturally. But that's just, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I'm not going to write a, I'm not going to write a, a pro, political song or anti-political song right now um but i've written i've written songs that that kind of crossed into that vein but i'm not i'm pretty a apolitical when it comes to my art so yeah i'm the same way and actually i looked up while we were just talking here um looked at some of the art out there that really is considered political and norman rockwell did uh did one in 1964 called The Problem We All Live With. 
and it's uh, a couple of uh, deputy deputy marshals. Um, clearly, there there's four of them, and they're probably middle aged white guys wearing suits, and they got bands on their arms, almost like Nazis. Um, not not comparing them to Nazis. That's not where I'm going with this, but it they have it's bands that, like that. It's got that Gestapo kind of look. Yeah, yeah. And there's a little little black girl in a white dress carrying her school books and her ruler, and she's in between them being walked to school. And this this was the 1960s, obviously. Um, there was uh, racist graffiti on the wall. There was uh, there's a there's tomatoes splashed on the wall. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of backlash Norman Rockwell got from this painting in 1964, but I'm sure people weren't happy about it. I didn't it. even know he did things like that. That's interesting. Yeah. This was, I don't know. Uh, he, he worked for um, the Saturday Evening Post. Huh. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say they probably put it in there for that. But um, the majority of the artwork that you see, though, is very is shocking. You know, it has some sort of shock appeal. We've talked right. about that with art. Uh, before and a lot of it is abstract and stuff but one of the things I found interesting as I was looking through the Russian art that I was trying to study there's a lot of almost propaganda style art that's put out there in state propaganda yes yeah uh, where um, the the figures look almost godlike and they're raising you know, I guess this, if I offend anybody, I'm sorry, but it's like we put Mother Russia higher than everybody else. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I understand the concept of all that. You know, you know, you want greatness, right? Nationality and, you know, all that kind of nationalism, whatever. Uh, this is probably a difficult topic for us to talk about, um, for anybody to talk about, really, because I think genuinely speaking, Genuinely speaking, uh, we're all humans. You know, I think we all feel the same things. We get it. You know, we hurt. We we cry. We laugh. We whatever. And art brings out those emotions. And when there's a an agenda behind the art, it can be good or bad. Even though I I don't really believe in the good and bad thing. I, I think I'm painting myself into a corner here. Do you, do you get that? I feel you. <laughs> so, but over there, even in this day and age, I don't think they can do whatever they want. I mean, I was just looking at a, um, actually got it saved. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but they did a, Vice did a piece on the fact that a lot of rap music's banned in Russia right. because they don't like to, what it does. There's, I'm pretty sure there's certain, um, certain aspects of heavy metal music that is not allowed. I mean, they didn't even have concerts and some of those places until I think the nineties with American bands, you know, it's really not right. been that long ago. Right. Um, so I'm sure that that's, uh, you know, a facet of their, their photographic and, and, uh, painting yeah. type of art. Yeah. I'm sure there's stuff they can't do. It's probably very state run. I don't, I don't know how it works. Um, so you look at the geography of, of that though, just, just from a, just from that standpoint, a geographical standpoint, can you look uh, like like who's the is is there an artist, a Russian artist that that jumps to your mind? Is there no, somebody? That, no, and that's the thing when we when I I really wanted to put this out there and say, okay, well maybe here in in, in generally in our our listening group, we're all pretty much Western cultures, right? You know? Um, so I thought, well, if I bring something new to the table, maybe this will get people looking at other artists who may not be well known. And that was the whole premise of doing the show today like this. And it was hard for me. I was like, I don't, I don't know any Russian artists. Never learned about any of them, you know? And, um, that's what really brought me to repping. Repping, uh, I guess is, is kind of like, now there's probably a lot of them that are, um, in different styles that I don't follow, but, Repin is a, a classical realist, so he paints something that looks like something, and it's done very well. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of 
other types of artists out there who who do things as well, but I just don't I'm not familiar with them at all. It's like you were mentioning music before we recorded hit record. Um there's a band you're listening to. Slaughter to Prevail. Slaughter to Prevail. Yeah. And they're 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 death metal and uh pretty extreme. I, the vocalist is killer, man. He's just got that I mean, he sounds like a demon and he yeah. can mix it up, do kind of black metal vocals. It's not for everybody. But he also he's got a pretty big presence on YouTube and um Instagram where he does a lot of covers and uh he'll do I don't know, like he just did Old Town Road and mm-hmm. he'll do um Rihanna or he'll do Queen and he does it in death metal style and he'll sing along with it and he he does stuff with the the tricks and masks and mm-hmm. I mean it it's pretty cool. Like I said, it's uh if you're not into it, you're not into it, but he there's a lot of creativity that goes in there and a lot of performance art and mm-hmm. And I dig the band, but they're very, you know, they don't necessarily sound, they don't sound Russian. I'm sure the way he Mm -hmm. um, attacks the lyrics and um, certain things, and you can kind of hear his accent a little bit, and it kind of gives its own flavor, but it's kind of Americanized. And and since we started the podcast, I was trying to think, who's another Russian band? The only other Russian band I can think of is Gorky Park. Yeah. I remember them back from from the 80s and the 90s, but. Well, yeah, when they opened up that. Uh, when he did that show, yeah, and all of them went over there. Uh, it was, and they had they had one or two songs that that they played over here some, but I don't really, I don't, I can't really think of a lot of. You think of uh, Yakov Smirnoff, <laughs> and what a country, you know, um, right? Comedian, and right. I think there's there's one other one, and I can't remember his name, but there's not a whole lot of. Uh, there's just not a whole lot to jumps jumps to mind, and I I'm curious to know how living in in that area, not even not even necessarily the politics, but of course a little bit that's going to creep into to every facet is just just that geography, that climate, um, that way of life, how that affects your art, and and the diff- if you could look at a painting from somebody who is a uh, you know Russian national and be able to tell like like you can you know with us you know the the seattle bands all kind of had their sound the the um east coast and west coast rap they have they kind of have their own own sound there is geography plays into it a lot of the texas bands uh you know galactic cowboys um pantera um king's x even though they're they're all three very different bands they there is you can kind of hear that uh sons of texas that's another band that i'm kind of into that is from down there and it's it's all got that that kind of flavor and it, it's interesting to to be able to hear that and i'm just wondering what what aspects yeah yeah i i really wish i knew more about the whole artistic culture of russia um some would say well you're you're you know, we're we're here in the United States, right? You know, you're going to have people who say, "Oh, you just leave that alone." You know, they're they're not like us. Blah blah blah. It's you know, you and I were raised in that era when you just you just didn't know when they were going to launch a missile, right? Right, and it it also plays a part right now with Iran and Korea. You know, the the whole all this stuff really just there's tension. You know, it, it reminds me of when we were in the 80s. There was tension. Right. You know, you, you just never knew. And this feels a lot like it to me. It's the same. Um, there's, uh, you, we're hearing, you know, you see it on Facebook all the time. Uh, they're going to start the draft and people are like, oh, don't worry. None of you kids will go fight anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, use your iPhone, throw it at the other guy. Um, but. It's abstract now, but it I is, remember in '92 when the, the 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 Gulf War started. I remember yeah. thinking that was a real. We didn't know what was going on. That was oh, a yeah. real possibility. Yeah, I thought you know, I was 18 years old. I'm like, wow. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. And and we just you know we we saw Reagan and Gorbachev work together to get the Berlin Wall down, and and basically get rid of this. I mean, it really felt like change. It really felt like you know there's not going to be a Cold War anymore. You know, and, and in honesty, um, when you look back at World War One and World War Two, then the back to Rasputin, the beer we're drinking, World War One really drove the revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, getting the Tsar 
out of power. Um, the Russian people were just, they were having a rough time economically. And I'm, I'm trying to empathize and try to understand why do we hate Russia so much in this country? Why, why is it, again, I don't want to be political, but why the, the people didn't do anything to me, honestly. I don't think we really do in this country that much. I think that there's, don't get me going, but <laughs> I'm getting in, you going. Poke, poke, in, poke. In the eighties, we were, we were, you know, they were the enemy, and we mm -hmm. were, we were programmed to, to believe that but, they were the but enemy. Would we have won World War II without them? No, hell no. People don't even realize how much that they, you know, right. It, it's almost like that brother. If you think of a family. They're almost like that brother you don't want in the family, but they'll they have your back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's the same today as what it was then. I don't. I just don't know. But I'm seeing Russian art wise. I'm seeing where musically, I hear something outside. I don't know what that. Do you hear that? The low I, rumble. Yeah. I think it's a plane. All right. Hopefully all my the plane. Hopefully all my high pass filters are cutting that out, which I, I'd say they probably are. Um, but I'm I'm looking at the art and uh I, I'm I'm just not gonna get these names right. I'm terrible, but if you go on YouTube and you look up Sertian and Zatariska, I'm I'm probably saying that wrong, but S E R S H E N and Z-A-R-I-T-S-K-A-Y-A. -A. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they do a version of ACDC Back in Black. I want to play it so bad. I'll play it for you after the show's over. But this chick can sing. I mean, she really, really puts out there. I, I, I'm going to assume that they're a couple, the guitar player and the singer. And... Um, It it kind of makes me happy. It 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 gets me in the feels. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that they're just like we are, exactly like we are, and that's what makes me think. And that's what makes me really approach this as everybody around the world is just like we are. We want to make shit, and we want to put it out there. We want to make it so that other people look at it and like what we do. They want to see talent. They want to see that we're good at what we do. You know, and we 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 put it out there because we're expressing ourselves, and um, it's it's really good. I mean, it really is. Um, I I don't know it. This Iron Curtain that we've heard about for decades here in the United States has really kind of blocked what I see. I I know uh, some Ukrainian people. I know some Uzbekistan people. Uh, they're all good people. I think it's just like anything. I mean, there's things that we do, um, you know, as a government that I don't want to, I, I don't want other people, you know, looking at us and hating me because of what they did. It's the same thing with like um, uh, Putin right. and whatnot. I, right. I, I don't think he's a good guy. I yeah. think that the love affair that, that some people are getting with him over here is disturbing. It is. Um, but, but yeah, I don't hate... Russians. I'm not scared of Russians. I'm scared of the Russian government a little bit, and, yeah. and um, I'm scared of my government too. Uh, honestly, no doubt. Um, power, ultimate power brings ultimate problems. But honestly. you're right. It don't matter where you go. If you can go to to uh, North Korea or South Korea, or you can go to Russian Russia. Mm -hmm. You can go anywhere, and there are people there just like us that want to create there's people that making them little nesting dolls right now and 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 doing, <laughs> I knew that nesting dolls was going to come up. I love nesting dolls. <laughs> I, I think too. I think they're interesting. Yeah, but they but but you think there's somebody over there right now painting that yeah painting the details and, yeah. and deciding what yeah. colors they're going to use and deciding how happy they're going to make them look or or how nondescript they're going to make them look and and they don't care about all this. They don't care what the American government's doing. They don't care yeah, what, yeah. what their government's doing. Right there, they're in the moment, and yep. they're trying to create something that's going to bring a little bit of joy into their miserable existence. Yeah, true, true. I uh, I recently watched a movie, uh, bringing this back to art. Oh, I, I watched a movie called Red Sparrow. Have you seen it? Uh, 
I think I've seen parts of, I know what you're talking about. She's a spy. Yeah. Um, she's a fine spy. Yeah, she's a fine spy. But there was a lot of cold, coldness there. And I, that's, that's what we get in the West here. It's like Russia's cold, you know, it's just. Siberia. Yeah. yeah. And, and cold hearted even. Um, right. But they're hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's I, just a, it's just like it's the same. You wouldn't make the comparison offhand, but if you really think about it, it's it's like the West and and the desert and the cowboys and right. And it's the same kind of thing. It's just how you look at them. It's just how yeah. we, for better or worse, truth or or not, that's just how we we look at them as a hard people yes. that are used to doing without and that can prevail. Yeah. I um. We're not real deep in the show, and I was gonna I was gonna do this a little bit later, but um, being a drummer, I have to I have to bring this up. Uh, oh, Neil Pert passed away this this month, uh, earlier this this month. What? I guess if I'm going to put this out there in in podcast land, uh, kind of news. What What is your most memorable song? That really pushes it out there for Rush, for you. Well, <laughs> you're laughing like I like like I shouldn't have brought this up. Well, working man, <laughs> and he didn't play on it, so there you go. Oh that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. No, but, you know Tom, Tom Sawyer. That's got some oh, good yeah. drum. But yeah. my most memorable thing is seeing seeing him uh, seeing Rush in the '90s on the Vapor Trails tour, and he did a solo, and he was playing along with the uh, Buddy Rich. Oh yeah, on yeah, the big screen yeah, right. and doing cool stuff. I'm not. I love drummers. Yeah, drums is is you know I have a love affair with drummers and drummers and nothing gets me going like like good drums. But I'm yeah. not really. I don't really care for drum solos. Yeah, uh, it yeah. bores bores me to tears. But I'm his, sure it does. His yeah. was incredible and very musical and and it was just cool. It was just you know he's a musician. He's not just a drummer and yeah. Um, that that's probably it. That was. <laughs> I, I got to interrupt you. He's a musician, not just a drummer. <laughs> not all drummers. Not all drummers are musicians. I don't make it a bad thing. Not all bassists are really musicians too. Sometimes true, you know? true. Uh, I, I thought this would be fun to bring up because uh, you playing bass, and uh, I mean, for me, Getty Lee is just the the fact that he's singing, playing bass. You know, stepping on organ pedals, on organ pedals, baking cookies in the corner, hey. doing his laundry. Um, it just really, it it amazes me what he does. I mean, they're all very talented. Al, well, there's, they're all. There's only one other, and Alex Lifeson. He gets no love. No, he doesn't. And he does some very interesting yeah. things. But he's like he's Andy Summers. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very textural yeah. kind of player. But if you're in a band with with Stu Copeland and and Sting, <laughs> you're chopped liver. Right. I don't. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Life, Lifeson in any other band, though, I think maybe yeah. you know, he would have been he would have been the man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, <laughs> I have to laugh at how we put these shows together because I, I think we're drawing a crowd of people who want to hear about art, right? They want to they want to know about art, and they they just and the ones who are sticking around, the ones I'm noticing, I get emails from and stuff. The ones the ones that actually get it understand that. Art is encompassing our lives. It's right. music. It's comedy. It's acting. It's painting. It's sculpture. It's everything. It's our skin. It's not a yeah, gallbladder. Exactly. We can't take. We can't yeah. take it out. Yeah, I can't sit here and talk to a guy about his painting every episode. That is so fucking boring to me. And I'm a painter, <laughs> right? Right. Before you get off on the left field, though. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm good at so that. You know, talk, talking about about Neil Pert or Peart. Um, yeah, who cares how you, he, how you uh, say it? I, I, I think it's Pert. He, well, I heard him pronounce it yesterday on a talk show when I was re reading, uh, when I was watching some yeah. old YouTube clips, and he said Peart. Yeah, I, I, so. I have said it Peart. In fact, the last episode, I think we talked about yeah. him. It's kind of crazy. I said Peart, but I say Pert. Anyway, you know. look at, I mean, just, this is a guy, he's just a drummer worth, and, worth. A, and a lyricist, you know? He's yeah. just a drummer, just a lyricist. Yeah. Look what he did, man. Look he's at, an look, author, too. He look, wrote books. Yep. yep. And, and he's a biker. Yeah. Look at the, but, but you know, he's known all that came from drumming and yeah. writing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's the thing. It's like, um, you know, you can say Stern's an author, too. And 
and he's written some good stuff. But it's because of his it's because of his creative outlet of being on the radio. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, but look what this drummer did, and look at the lives that he touched through his music. And and Rush was never one of those bands that were like they were never U two, they were never, um, they were never. No, no, who's like they were almost cultish. They were, they were, they were a huge cult band. Yeah, and, and you yeah. know, yeah, not um, not not meaning cult like cult, but they were never playing yeah, right. stadiums like right, uh, right. like um, Pink Floyd. Yeah, but they were always selling out arenas and and you know large venues, small to large venues, constantly like throughout their career. And if this wasn't a band that that was on TV. 24 seven, but yeah, everybody knows who Neil is. Right. Everybody knows who Getty is. Everybody's heard limelight or working man or yeah. subdivisions or. Yeah. The, um, the whole moving pictures album is the one for me. Exit stage left. One of the better yeah. live albums yep, ever yep. recorded. Yes, absolutely. So I, I think what a great, uh, what a great testament to the life of an artist that they have touched that that many people. And like I said, this is not, uh, this is not Michael Jackson. This is not Paul McCartney. This is not Bono. Right. This is Neil, Neil Peart, Neil Peart, right. You know, a drummer yeah. in a, in a prog rock band that is not for everybody. Right. Right. And I mean, and, and I, I could be honest. There's times I drive down the road. I got to turn it off. You know, it's like, I, I'm not a big fan of Getty's voice. I'm just not. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people don't like about the band. It's polarizing. It is. But at some at some of their music, it fits. You know. Um, I hate to say that. I really do. Because I like the band. Well, you can't like everything all the time. I, right. I like it. I liked it earlier on when it was higher. Yeah. I triller. I think a little yeah. bit. That's my roll, thing. But. Roll the Bones kind of that that album kind of I I, I kind of faded out yeah. on, on all that newer. It's Paper Trails stuff. is a good record though. Yeah. And he kind of, once he, his low, his low register kind of hit at a certain point, I think in the 2000s that, that, uh, I don't know. I think it kind of, it yeah. kind of shifted. It's kind of cool. I guess I need to qualify this. It's not that I don't like Getty's voice. It's that sometimes I'm not in the mood for it. Right. Well, it's just like anything. Is it? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's terrible. I, I feel bad about that. Why? I don't know. Anyway, you, you don't those, want to eat steak all the time, and sometimes yeah, it's yeah, crazy. True, true. For those who don't know, Neil Peart died uh, at sixty-seven, young, young age, of brain cancer. So, um, yeah, he'll be forever missed. And uh, I found this out right before uh, startup at my job, and we were getting ready to run the startup meeting. A guy came up to me and said, "Hey, oh, really?" He's like, "Did you hear that?" Uh, I was like, "No." And I was like, "Wow, man, that's." Uh, I said that explains a lot because of, you know, with them retiring, him kind of giving up drums. Right, kind it, of, does. it does. You know, I know he has had health problems in the past, but yep. I didn't realize this was going on. And then I talked to another fella who's a drummer yeah. that, that I work with out there. Yeah. And uh, he was devastated and he disappeared. And it turned out he went home. So, really? Yeah. Really? So, I mean, this is the kind of effect this does, guy had on people's... people, yeah. I tried to find McAllen because apparently... Ian? Ian McAllen? No, <laughs> Scotch. Sir. Scotch McAllen. Uh, because apparently uh, Neil liked a glass of McAllen after mm. a show. Go figure. Scotch drinker. So he just, like, he went from rock god to me to god <laughs> to me. <laughs> See, like, scotch. And it's 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 good scotch. It's uh, pretty pretty good scotch. McAllen is, is a good scotch. And he was one of those guys just one, you know, he was he was at the top of his game. Yeah, and, absolutely. And influence so many other artists. It's like the Beatles for me. You know, I don't, I, yeah. I'm not a fan of the Beatles, but the Beatles influenced Black Sabbath. The Beatles influenced this band, oh, that yeah. band that I love. Yeah. And, how many and drummers did he influence? How many drummers you know? are drummers because of him? Yeah. And here's a guy that didn't really want to interact with, with fans too much. You know, yeah. not that he was just a stuck up prick. It's just, it's, uh, it's overwhelming and it's hard to, yeah, to day in yeah. and day out have the same conversation with strangers you don't know, and obviously Getty and and um, Alex were good at that kind of thing. But yeah. it just goes to show you some more of the duality of of the artist. And and here's a guy doing performance art. And if you want to do performance art, you're 
part of that is the audience. And yeah. he had no problem with performing for the audience, but you know, interacting with them on a social level afterwards was too much for him. And, yep. and yep. there was a point in my life when I thought, well, that guy's a dick, but, <laughs> but it's not, you know, I've been in those yeah. situations. And they've been and, around since, you know, forever. Right. Seventies, sixties. Imagine every day of your life, you have someone coming up to you talking about how great you are and how much oh, they love yeah. your drama. And then, yeah, that and, would just be awful. No, no, I'm serious. No, I'm, but I'm, I mean, I'm buying it. It is. Know? It's great to know. And it's great it's to have so that good. feeling, but, but to have, you just can't really imagine what that no, no. constantly, you know, it's got to make you feel weird. It's just got to be does. weird. Also, I'm sure to him, you know, he just, he knew he was a good drummer, a great drummer. Yeah. But that kind of, that kind of adulation the all the time. Probably the drums he was playing that made him good. <laughs> I mean, that's what we hear, right? <laughs> Buy this gear. It'll make you better. <laughs> I think he could have taken a toy drum set from Walmart and made it sound great. I'm sure. So, I don't know. Rest in peace. I, uh, a big part of the drumming community I know died when he died. So, uh, something, something out there before that. But, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for bringing us down. Now, are we, are we, we going to watch Old Yeller now for a pick me up? No, 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 no. I, uh, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it, for, for me as a, a young drummer back, um, back in the day, uh, learning how to play music. Um, it was it was something special to sit down and and turn the music up and play along with YYZ and Tom Sawyer and you know, you know I I did the version of YYZ where it was only a a small drum interlude, huh. right? Not the full on ding 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 because I I just wasn't that good. Uh, Tom Sawyer is actually uh, very difficult for drummers to play. Um, all of them are. I mean, he he was a he was an impressive drummer with uh, technical expertise and just absolute perfection. You know, they were all played the same. You, when you go to a show, you see exactly what you hear on the album. It was played that way, and it's played that way live. You know, it's just crazy. Um, Do you think being Canadian influenced their music? Uh, I hope not because I, I don't think that really mattered. Because if Canadian has anything to do with it, then Nickelback would be better. There's your Nickelback. <laughs> they got some good songs. Uh, I'm a dick. <laughs> Sebastian Bach's Canadian. I mean, is it's really? A, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. yeah but, you know, um, yeah. I just wonder. Secret, like I said, I'm very. Secretly yeah. scratching Skid Row off my list. I'm. <laughs> What do you got against Canadians? <laughs> Nothing. I like bacon. Um, I don't really care for their bacon that much, but it's ham. But it is. <laughs> but but no, I'm I am really like uh, I'm very interested in in how geography plays a part. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. I just, you know, they were a Canadian band, and they but were. He he lived in Canada in California. So. Well, maybe, but. He didn't. When they formed, they were a Canadian band, and that's, I, I know. that's just, what matters. I'm, I'm fucking around. It's man. like the whole English thing. It's like I'm I'm trying to find some parallels that you know you got the new wave of British metal, and yeah, I, and then I, you got Aussie. British, but he lives in L.A. Right, but in the beginning, I mean, they all have that sound. So you can find ties between Zeppelin and and Purple and uh, um um oh. Black Sabbath and yeah, yeah. and some of these bands yeah. and then then you know Maiden and Priest and it happens with with fine art too. I mean it's the same way. You you've got your your um, your movements like the uh, Hudson River School of painters were very influenced by British painting. But how much of that you do know? you think is the is the weather and the climate and the the social? Uh, aspect painting wise it's it. everything i mean you you just you 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 just can't go outside and paint and look i mean can you imagine painting in um london and then painting in utah i mean it's just two different things it's it's totally different so so you think that that way of that light and the fog and the and it just it trains your mind to be adjusted to that sort of working yeah. with that kind of light yeah, and do. working with that kind of I do because here in Ohio, we have the same type of weather that they do in England. 
in a, in a lot of ways. It's not not wet coastal type weather, but we get we get shit weather here. It's gray here a lot, right? Right. And we have our, our handful of nice days. You know, it, it might be January third when it's seventy five degrees, whatever, and then next week it'll be thirty degrees and snow. But it's going to snow speaking, on July tenth. Yeah, generally okay. speaking, it's is gray in Ohio, right? You know, and for me, I'm very attracted to British art. I mean, I really am. I just I re- I'm fascinated by it. I want to know why they do what they do, what colors they pick, and you know all these things. And maybe I'm digging too deep. I don't know. There's but there's something. Maybe there. we ain't digging deep enough. I'm I'm wondering how much of it is that. What you're saying is is going out there and seeing the same thing. Everybody's everybody's dealing with the same muse, more or less. But yeah, also how much of that is is in their community? They see this artist is is making these choices. I mean, I th- I think that's a, very true for music and and the Seattle scene and like tuning the D and and you know this band is opening for that band. They hear yeah. the oh, listen what they're doing. Okay, and then that's influencing yeah. them as much, if not more, than just the gloominess of of their reality. Does that make sense? It it does because um I mean we we watched the Seattle scene pop up. I mean really with with the exception of uh oh what was the band? Uh, Queensryche. I mean Queensryche they, and Allison Chains was ahead of that. I don't yeah, consider yeah, them a Seattle I, band. I don't either. But, but you they know, became you, a Seattle band but they they did because of their location. And I think it has a lot to do with how <sighs> journalists and news people and all the other whatever non I'm gonna, I don't want to say non-artists because the journalists are artists too but, um non-musicians yeah non-musicians uh I I think we try to put labels on too much but I think the environment has so much to do with it. And I'm glad we we kind of went this route because artistically speaking, when we were talking about Russia before, I think their environment really drives the kind of art that's created. Part of me wants to say that these these artists who are creating music covers that are Western influenced, like ACDC, um, they are bringing something to the table that, you know, in this country, we're thinking, well, they don't have access to that. That's not their thing. That's not their music. Mm-hmm. But yet here they're doing it so well. And it's it's like at, at some level, they are just like us. But your environment does dictate it, basically what you do. You know, I don't think Canada has anything to do with Russia's success or rush. See there, yeah. Russia's, Russia's, Russia, Russia. Not not the same thing. But I I don't think Canada has anything to do with um, Neil Pert and Getty Lee and Alex. Uh, it just they were just they were born there, you know. Um, God, this is I don't know, man. If they grew up, I, yeah. if they grew up in Texas or California, I have to believe that their music might have been different. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. This is difficult. Difficult. I, I didn't really expect this show to go this direction, honestly. Um, I'm jonesing. I really am. I've got a lot on my plate here. Um, you have to come over and play my kit. I, I do. I do want to play. I, I want to play some. I still have sticks. I still beat See, if you can get it out of your and, system, you might decide, all right, well, this, that, I thought it was, you know, sometimes it's like when you go back to an X, it's not as fun as you remember. Sometimes it's funner. <laughs> I don't, I don't think drums are an X type thing for me. I think it's more of a, I really like the expression and I just miss it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I'm getting involved in, in some of the different things I'm doing uh, audio-wise, I just think, wow, a digital kit would be so nice, you know. You just like to buy stuff. <laughs> you got a sickness. Me, You're me, like me. Yeah, me and Amazon, we get along great. <sighs> so I don't know. I just, I, I hope this episode really inspires people to look at other cultures and their art, not just the art that they're involved in. You know, um, the Who. It's a great example. The Who. 
not oh, not the who, don't. but the who H U. Oh yeah, you to, know, um, to uh, not to the, um, Mongolian. The, yeah, the Mongolian yeah. band. It's like it's it's not for everybody. I know that, but it's it's so cool. You know, or or one of my new favorites. Um, oh, shoot, I hit my head. Remember, mm-hmm. so uh, damn it. Yeah, They're from works. New Zealand. Them kids from New Zealand. Yeah, uh, they got a song called Quarterback. Tai Tangata. Tai not Tangata is the name of the song. Um, damn, I love these guys. They're three real young kids. Yeah, and they're kept making killer you, music. You say kids, so they're under forty-eight. No, they're like in their, they're like in their <laughs> in their late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what the hell's the name of that band? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You got They're me. real good, but they use. Uh, I love you, Paul. I love you, but but <laughs> but they they have a lot of um, tribal. Uh, what is the the New Zealand native culture? The Maoris oh, or whatever. You got me all jacked up. I don't know anything about. But the they're using that, like the Who, the, not the Who, the other Who. The, yeah, yeah, the Who versus the Who. Alien weaponry. There it oh, is. Alien. Yeah, weaponry. alien weaponry. I checked those guys out, I'm but they're, have to look them up. they use know. a lot of, uh, they're using a lot of that tribal stuff that Sepultura, Sepultura oh, yeah, from yeah. Brazil. Yeah. They yeah, use a yeah. lot of tribal stuff in there. And yeah. then um, later on and um, Soulfly, yeah. that kind of thing. It's yeah. letting, letting their native culture um, music, their traditional right. music seep into their, into the music they're creating. Well, That's cool. Uh, I, it, Tour does that. Right. Uh, Spelled T Y R. Those of you who want to look them up, uh, they're they're from the Faroe Islands, and they do literally Old Norse folk songs metalized. It's I love it. Yeah. So, tour and the Who and the H U. Who was the band you Alien Weaponry? A- Alien Weaponry. Yeah, go look them up. It's really if neat. you're if you're a metalhead and you're like the rest of us here on this show, uh, go check them out. I know. I know we talk a lot about art. It's weird how all Are we, this, aren't we supposed to? It's called the All Walks of Art podcast. So yeah, I think we're supposed to. Talk about, yeah, I think so. We talked a lot I, about drinking too at the beginning. We, but. we do. It's a lounge. You know, we just talk. <laughs> it's. I don't look. Look, I know. I know you guys have. If you're listening to the show right now, and you've got, you know me and Paul in your ear holes right now. Take the gun out of your mouth and listen. It's, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do it. Put it back in. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. What are you no, saying? No, 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 uh, What I'm getting at is... We're getting uh, towards a point here, so we, trust we, us. We are. Um, you know, first of all, I got, I got to thank you for being here because podcasts right now are just blowing up. It, it, the competition for getting heard is is incredible. Uh, so if you're listening to this show, I really appreciate you being here. Um, the premise of the show, and I think we've kind of beat this like a dead horse, but it's like all of us getting together in a, in a pub or a club or a bar or private lounge, whatever you want to call it. And we just sit down and hash out some ideas about art, whether it be music, uh, fine art, sculpture, Dance, theater. Speaking of theater, I got to bring this up because I almost forgot. I bring watched. I watched the new Joker movie last night. Yeah, what'd you think? I was disturbed. Well, I mean, me were disturbed before you watched that, but I, I mean, was. I was. I thought it was great. <laughs> it it had. Uh, thought it was great. It, I loved it. It you know it tied in all the things. I no spoilers here, but it tied in all of the things that are Batman related. It made you really understand that, yeah, this is why this guy created what it, he became. Or did he? Because he may not even be the Joker. No, I, you lost me there. Because I'm totally all Joker on it now. That I mean, may, well, that whole Tonight Show type oh, thing yeah. was just amazing. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after here. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want to either. Um, but yeah, it was very, it, I thought it was very good, but you don't even have to, it was just a good, it was a very taxi driver-esque kind of movie. Yeah. You, it didn't even have to be related to Batman in any way for you to still yeah. enjoy it. It was I, just I gotta movie. say though, the whole time I'm watching the movie, I had the what the fuck late face on my, on my face. I mean, I was like, what? Yeah. I, I don't, you know, 
I, it was like Quentin Tarantino meets something more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was. Does he get the Oscar? Joaquin for that portrayal? Yes or no? No qualification or anything. Just a yes or no. I'm going to say yeah. All right. Yes. Because I, I really, he took that, he took that role pretty. Um, I certainly believed it. I did too. That That's the thing is, is one of the things where I just kind of looked at and went, <sighs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, I can't believe you when know, we hear all the stories about how all these actors who played the Joker are, are a little bit crazy. Right. Right. I, I don't know that after the role that Joaquin Phoenix played, I don't know that he, how he can walk away from that the way he played it. Well, he played it. It looked like it was him the he, whole time. He did kind of the same thing in that Amazon movie. Yeah. Um, have you seen that? Uh-huh. Where he, he kills all them people, Ooh. saves that woman from sex trafficking or whatever that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, forget. I keep going back to Gladiator with him. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. It is a good movie, but I. I don't know. I just, um, you know what? He doesn't get love for that. I think he should get a lot more love for what he did. Being Rivers' brother? No. What? Are they brothers? Oh, come on, dude. River Phoenix, that's his little brother. I didn't know that. Or his bigger brother. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I did not know that. Anyway. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't know that. Never, River Walking. I, I and never then, put and, that together. And the girl, and her name's like, like Summer Melt or something. I can't Summer remember. Summer Melt. And she does, I think she's a push up. I think, I think she's, she was, she was an actress, been in a couple things, I believe, but she does some type of art. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking, uh, he played Johnny Cash in that movie that just walked the line. Yeah. That was, that was incredible. I I thought the whole, the whole thing, I don't think you got enough credit for that, but I don't know. I think we're ready to wrap this up. Are we? we ready? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got, I, I got, it's, I got to run today. Anyway. We're almost, we're an hour into it. So. Let me see if I can hear this mic. I don't hear nothing. It's not working. Yeah, it's not coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> I had oh, a good wow. time. I hope I everybody else had a good time. Yeah, this, uh, go out and check some things you don't know about, you know, go out and look, just explore. Don't, don't always go with what you know. If I had to say one thing about this entire episode, it's explore a little bit. Let your artistic intuition drive you to experiment and look into things that maybe maybe you've been sheltered from. You know, uh, if you're not a metalhead, listen to some metal music. Try to try to experience it. Try to understand it. Try to try to figure out what what the lyrics are about. Uh, pick up a book that you haven't read that maybe is outside of your typical genre of books. You know, uh, I, I know I personally get caught up in a lot of technical books or things that might help me because they, they seem like something that would give me advice. But I know that sometimes if I jump off and go into something else, it's better. Um, same thing with art, you know, take, take a look at the different art, uh, ch- check out Repin, R E P I N. See if, see if he's an artist that you would, uh, like to look at, uh, learn a little bit, learn a little bit about the Bolsheviks, the whole, uh, Rasputin thing. Uh, if you're a Bud Light drinker, grab you some craft beer. <laughs> you know? Pour one out for Neil this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's really all I got, Paul. Hey, we, I, hey. I, I do, I do want to add one more thing. Do it. I just keep saying one more thing is one more thing. Yes. Let me find it. Yes, find it. <laughs> we, uh, I keep getting people telling me, oh, well, I, I can't listen to your podcast because I can't find it. But we are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Overcast. If you want to look at Overcast. But isn't somebody already hearing us if they're listening to If us? you're listening to it, yeah. But, you know, you might be, you might have to settle for it on something else and you just don't like it. Uh, we're on Google Podcast. We are actually on Stitcher now. So if you like Stitcher, and I'm really happy to say we're finally on Spotify. That's awesome. Yeah. So we've, we we got on Spotify. There's a whole lot of different things that you can uh, do with each of these platforms. But, you know, I'm, I'm really, really happy with the way podcasts work. And 
I am excited that you are here. I want to make these shows better. Drop me a line. Send me an email at Michael at the studio. That's not right. <laughs> Dude, you got me fucking drunk. Anyway, send me an email at the studio at michaelworth.com. That's T H E. Both look at me like, he can't do it. He can't do it. He's had to watch the door. I want you to stand on one leg and I, I want you to pat your head. I can't. All right. I, don't ask me to do the alphabet backwards because the studio I have at, to sing it. At, at, what is it? The studio <laughs> at michaelworth.com. That is, that is correct. Send me an email. Let me know what you think. Because I really want this show to be when when we when we put this out every episode. I don't, I don't even know what episode we're at now, but twenty seven. Oh, uh, I I think we're on to something different. I, I think instead of just talking about a particular topic, I think this is a, a nice way of saying, "Hey, let's chill with Mike and Paul." You know? Yeah. I just imagine anyone out there listening and being like, man, you're full shit. Or, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. And that's just just like you do with any other friends. Yeah. So awesome. Thanks for being here. Yes. That's all I got. Paul, where can people find you? MGFlash.com or uh, Facebook.com slash Vexton, V E X T O N. That's my Facebook. And Twitter? I don't really. No one wants to see, talk. See yeah, me you're on never Twitter. on Twitter. I keep calling you out on Twitter. Paul V. Ramey Jr. on Twitter. I, I get on there, but I just Vexton? don't like it. Is it Vexton on Twitter? No, it's Paul V. Ramey. Is it? I use my Twitter. My Twitter's really, really unfiltered, so I don't. Yeah. That's that's what I don't I'm saying. Post a lot. People, people want to be there. Yeah. Join us on the lounge. Yes, the Discord lounge. If you go to our our website uh, for the show, uh, all walks of art dot simplecast dot FM. It could be .com. I don't know what it is these days. They can change <laughs> There's just too much shit. I'm, There's a lot of dots. A lot I, of, a lot of forward old, slashes. old man who's been drinking a little bit too much today. Just dial in at 9937. Yeah. We need a ham radio. We need to start progressing. We need we a... We need a Baba Booey. That, <laughs> and, a fact, and a hot fact checker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. I got to cut my leg off. I know. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>